I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psychacks Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is emotions are never irrational. That's right. Emotions are never irrational. And that's because they can't be. It's not possible for an emotion to be irrational. Only attempts at reason can be rational or irrational. It's also not possible for an emotion to be illogical. Only attempts at logic can be logical or illogical. Emotions make no claim to either reason or logic, so they cannot be irrational or illogical any more than they can be rational or logical. Here's the thing. Behind every emotion is a thought. Now, I'm using the word thought in its widest possible sense. Thought could be a conscious cognition or an unconscious belief or a perception or judgment. But in almost all cases, there's some form of thought that precedes the emotion. You think something, you validate it as true, and the body produces the emotional correlate of that thought. In fact, that's one way to think about emotions. They're embodied cognitions. This is why at the core of every hyper-emotional person, you'll find an overactive mind. Now, once an emotion is present, calling it illogical or irrational is useless. It has already manifested itself. So this is just a kind of name-calling that refuses to accept reality. And all feelings are valid. Like, regardless of the emotion, anxious or angry or jealous or proud, that emotion exists, and your experience of that emotion existing inside of you is valid. But here's the thing. Not all emotions are justified. Valid and justified are two different things. All emotions are valid, not all emotions are justified. What does this mean? If behind every emotion is a thought, and thinking can be irrational or illogical, then it's entirely possible that we might be experiencing a valid emotional reaction to an irrational or illogical thought. In fact, it's probably safer to say that the exception is when this doesn't happen. The objective truth of the matter is irrelevant. The mind can believe anything is true. And once it does so, the person will experience the emotional correlate of the content of that belief. Actually, it's probably truer to say that the person can't not experience the emotional correlate of the content of that belief. In short, emotions are valid, but the thinking on which those emotions are based might not be entirely aligned with reality. In fact, big emotional swings are generally a sign that one's thinking is not well aligned with reality, as reality doesn't tend to change significantly from one moment to the next. It more or less continues on as it always has. So the more a person's thinking is in line with reality, the fewer egocentric emotions tend to fluoresce, which is generally experienced as peace. In any case, it can be difficult to determine within the subjectivity of our own consciousness whether our feelings are justified. The best way I've found around this problem is to run my thinking through emotional-specific protocols. Let me explain what I mean with a concrete example. An emotion that a lot of guys struggle with is guilt. This is especially true of nice guys who often experience intense guilt reactions when they consider disappointing or saying no to a woman. 
Now, there are many reasons why they may have become possessed of the belief that saying no is transgressive, most likely having to do with their experiences in childhood and their relationship with their mothers. But that's neither here nor there for the purposes of this conversation. My point is that the experiences of these men are valid. They really do feel guilty, regardless of whether they should feel that way, but that their emotions might not be justified. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message, because it's word-of-mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also hit the thanks button. It's in the lower right-hand corner beneath the video. And tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've derived from this episode. I don't do big sponsorships or product placements, so I rely on your support to keep all this going, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for your help. Now, guilt exists for a reason. There's a reason why we evolved over millions of years to be able to experience guilt, just like every other emotion. The overarching reason is that emotions, when they are justified, are incredibly useful in motivating adaptive behavior. Take guilt. Throughout most of human history, humans have lived in tribes and small communities. Breaking our commitments to the community or violating the moral or ethical standards of the tribe would be subject to punishments, including exile, which was functionally a death sentence. Even in the modern age, it would be very, very difficult for individuals to survive on their own in the wilderness. So guilt is both a warning that those commitments or standards may have been violated and a powerful impetus in motivating adaptive behavior, which in this case would look like expressing remorse and making amends. These behaviors might appease the social forces that might otherwise boot the individual from the tribe, which would threaten the individual's survival. So that's why guilt exists. All right, so what we have to understand is that for guilt to be justified, there has to be a violation of a commitment or a breach of an ethical standard. Generally, this looks like not doing something you were committed to do, doing something you were committed not to do, or transgressing the express ethical or moral code of the relationship, organization, or society in which you are operating. Those are the justifiable reasons to feel guilty. So when I'm working with someone who's feeling guilty, I say, okay, that's how you're feeling. That feeling is valid. But let's take a look at whether that feeling is justified. And we run that feeling through the guilt-specific protocol. Do you, did you not do something you committed yourself to doing? No. Did you do something you committed yourself not to do? No. Did you violate the explicit moral or ethical code of your relationship? No. If the answer to all three of those questions is no, then that feeling is not justified. The guilt likely manifested due to a deeper, possibly unconscious belief about, say, how men should behave relative to women in relationships, which was not entirely based on reality because it was neither predicated on negotiated commitments or explicit responsibilities. In this case, the guilt would be unjustified and inappropriate. And of course, if the answer to any of those questions is yes, then the guilt might in fact be justified and appropriate. And the individual should move forward with his impulses to remorse and amends making. And what should you do if you run an emotion through a protocol like this 
and reason that the feeling is unjustified. Easy. Just consider how the feeling is telling you to behave and behave in the opposite way. Linehan calls this opposite action, and it's very effective. So if guilt is telling me to apologize and make amends, but I reason that my guilt is unjustified, then I need to make a commitment not to apologize. After all, just because a person might be upset with me doesn't mean that I've necessarily done anything wrong. And to kind of double down on my position and stand tall. Either way, my guilt should start to abate with time. If I reason that my guilt is justified and I relent to the behavioral impulse to make amends, then having satisfied the emotional impulse, the feeling should start to fade. And if I reason that my guilt is not justified and I consciously implement a commitment to opposite action, then the feeling should also fade with time. This is because behaving at odds with my emotional experience produces cognitive dissonance, which is almost always eventually resolved on the side of behavior because it's what we're actually doing that is the most accurate barometer of how we should actually feel. So either way, the emotional experience should diminish with time. Just keep in mind that if you're not used to opposite action, the emotional experience will likely get more intense before it starts to abate. I used guilt in this specific example, but there is a protocol for literally every emotion that a human being has the capacity to feel. The key here is to understand that while no emotion is irrational, emotions are often produced from irrational thinking, and this thinking can be more frequently recognized with protocols like this. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like the priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.